Welcome in to the Full Course Football Podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm joined by Sam and Jack. We are doing hot takes and storylines for the NFL season. It's up. It is so soon, boys. How? I'm so excited. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. So great. Ecstatic. He's right. (laughs) (laughs) I just cannot believe that we have football in two days. By the time this comes out, it'll be tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's tomorrow. Tomorrow's tomorrow. It's, it's tomorrow. today's two days. Wow. That's how it works. <laughs> That's so sick. Travis Kelsey might be banged up. That came out today. That's If if Travis Kelsey doesn't play, I, say, I think the Lions have a great shot to win that game. If he plays, yeah. they still could win. I don't know. What I drafted Travis. In, uh, I tra- drafted Travis Kelsey in the uh, fantasy league yesterday night. So, mm. I Good hope time. he plays. Yeah. <laughs> do you got if? Uh, I think the spread's at six and a half right now. What What are you guys doing? Uh, plus six and a half for the Lions or minus six and a half for the Chiefs? Uh, I would take the Lions plus six. I think unless DraftKings is different than what you're looking at, Zach, Lions are down to plus five and a half. That moved in the last hour. Yeah, I think wow. it's been dropping all day. But the Lions lose a lot of one-score games, so That's true. Well, I feel like they'll lose within seven points. Time will tell. Time Thanks. will tell. I would take the – I'm taking the Lions straight up to win, not even the spread. Wow. Yeah. That's a hot take. The Super Bowl. <laughs> Is that your first hot take? <laughs> yep. If they can beat the Chiefs, they can win the Super Bowl. That's true. That is very true. Uh, Sam, what do you got? First hot take. My first hot take. This is, I feel like goes against everything I know and believe. Oh, I don't okay. think that the Cardinals would be the worst team in football. Is that it, or do you have a team specifically that you're thinking of? I think I have a few contenders. Okay. I think the Buccaneers will be bad, and I think the Raiders will be bad. But I think there will also be a, su- a big surprise team. Mm. But I don't think that the Cardinals will be the worst team in football. This time last year, we thought the Falcons were going to easily be the worst team in football, and they were one game away from winning their division. Fair so, enough. Um, that's what I'm jumping off of. That's hot. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm struggling to see a world where the Cardinals aren't absolute hot garbage, but. All right. <laughs> that's spicy. <laughs> yeah. No, like if I look at the Raiders roster versus the Cardinals, as much as I don't like as much as I think the Raiders are probably going to be bad, too. I'm taking that all day. Like, they at least have offensive weapons that I fully believe can carry a team. And they have some defense players, too. And then the Bucks, they still have weapons on both sides, too. They're just questionable. If Kyler yeah. doesn't play and we're starting Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon, but you're right. There will be one team that comes out of nowhere and is, like, a sleeper for a top three pick. So time will tell. That's spicy. All right, Jack, what do you got? Mine is a completely different vein of that in the same vein. 
I I think that a team that is projected less than seven wins um, will make the playoffs. So that would be yeah. That's going to be the Cardinals, the Texans, the Colts, the Raiders, the Rams, the Bucks, the Pats, or the Commies. I guess I have to agree based on my playoff prediction. I think I think the Bucks, the Commanders, and the Patriots probably have the best chance. The Patriots division is so tough. I think the Colts or Texans could be sneaky. There's no talent. Like you can look at their rosters and say those teams will be bad. The only the Cardinals, ironically, to Sam's point, the Cardinals are the only team that I look at and I see no world in which they make the playoffs. <laughs> All the other teams, I can come up with reasons for why I should. They could make the playoffs. Like if the Colts make the playoffs, Anthony Richardson is a dog. If the Raiders make the playoffs. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams carried them. Like the Patriots' defense carried them. The Commanders, Sam Howell's good. Bucks, Baker's better than people thought. Like those things could all happen. Yeah. There's worlds where at least one of those happens. Yeah, totally. I mean, I have the Commanders in the playoffs in my playoff prediction, so. I, of course, agree with this take. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a wider net of getting yeah, which is six, smart. seven teams with the possibility to be. I mean, I have the Colts in my playoff predictions, so I also. <laughs> oh, that agree. was official. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Who, who'd you take out for them? The Dolphins. Yeah, which. Okay. Right on par. I always That's, ride with the boys. Okay, well, that leads perfectly into my next take, because, or into my first take is that. Um, I think it's not a hot take I feel super confident about, but just the vibe and what's it started so high at the beginning of the off season and has continued to slide. Um, I my hot take is that the Dolphins will finish the season with a losing record. Um, wow! I think a lot of things would have to happen. Obviously, the Jets. Well, one, they play their division is so good. The Jets, the Bills, and even the Patriots are a really good fourth team in a division. They do have a hard schedule, but it's just the thing that's brought me the tough vibes is with the um, just all that's happened with their injuries. So they're starting tackles hurt. Jalen Ramsey's hurt. I think two is healthy, but his health is in question first compared to Compared to most quarterbacks who go into a season technically fully healthy, his health is about as risky as it gets because one more concussion and, yeah, with a shaky O-line, there's a lot in the air with that. So I think if Tua gets hurt, they're finishing with a losing record pretty comfortably. So, yeah, that's my hot take. Um, what last year? They made the playoffs. I think they were 9-8. and eight, And how I many games did Tua miss? He missed... Five? Uh, yeah, he, they went eight and five with him, so that would have been thirteen games, and so he okay. missed. Yeah, five. Looks like they won a game eleven to six when Tua <laughs> was out against the Jets. So they averaged under fifteen points without him last year. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm. It's it's not a hot take of Tua's going to get hurt. Maybe Tua just regresses, and they're just not as good because they're in such tough division. There's a world where this happens. Again, I'm not full. This isn't like my prediction. It's just a hot take because they could also win the division, and I wouldn't be surprised either. So, yeah, I think them, the Jets, or the Bills 
one of those three, I feel like, will end with a losing record. Maybe that should have been my hot take, because that's like not bound to happen. They could all easily. No, that yeah, that's what that'd be a hot take. That would be a hot take. All right, I'll change it then. One of them, one of the three, but most likely being the Dolphins. The Bills finishing with the losing record would be a a real spicy. That won't happen. I just unless Josh Allen gets hurt, I just do not see a world where they lose nine games. That'd be absurd. Yeah, especially because their first like nine games are all winnable games too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All the right, schedule is so crazy. The what? The schedule you said? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. so. T- like the beginning is so easy. It seems like. And then the end is so hard. Yeah. All right, theoretically. theoretically, we based on what we know right now, it's very easy and then very hard. That could change, but Sam, do you have a what's your second hot take? Mm. Good question. <laughs> I'm thinking through. I I feel very chalked up with with how I feel like this season's going to play out. I think it, it, my hot take has got to be something with the NFC South. But at that point, it's not a hot take because we just don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I saw this earlier. Desmond Ritter gets benched. I think that definitely could happen. Don't even know if that's a hot take. But I feel like they're trying to... He's shaking his head no. Okay. I... I don't think that's a hot take because, I mean, he only started a couple games last year, and they brought in Taylor Heineke, who's a very capable backup. It's not, yeah, it's not expected that he gets benched, so it's... I think Taylor Heineke could end up starting a majority of games. Mm, There you go. And and still prop up the Falcons to maybe not necessarily win the division, but have a pretty successful season. Alright. So that's my that's I, I'd I'd ride with that. Okay. Not on Taylor, the Desmond train. Okay. So Taylor Heineke plays more games than Desmond Ritter and leads them to a successful season. Yeah, I mean successful for the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be I would say it's a it would be a winning record because they won seven games last year. Where was it six? I don't remember. But, yeah. All right. Sweet. That, that's a mildly spicy take. That's like when you're yeah. at Chipotle and you get the salsa verde. Like, it's... That's right. There's a little something to it. But it's not... <laughs> I want... But, Jack, I want one that's spicy. I want I want yeah. the hot salsa. Let me, well, I, I'll say one and then I'll come up with the spicier one. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill's going to go for over 2,000 yards. <laughs> I love it. I don't think that happens if uh, the Dolphins don't or finish below 500. So no. I was going to say a wide receiver goes for over 2,000 yards, but then I just decided it'd be a little more hot of a take if I chose someone. Yep. So in two seconds of thinking about it, I chose Tyreek. Yep. I think you've mentioned that before, so... Yeah, I, I think, think I think him or maybe Chase could maybe JJ could 
those three maybe feel like the most likely candidates if anyone's going to. Maybe Garrett Wilson if, like, the stars completely align and he pops off. Mm-hmm. If somehow Devontae's not as old as can be and has Jimmy G is confident. But I feel like Tyreek, I mean, he was on pace last year before Tua got hurt, so. Yeah. You don't have to say much about it. That's I, It's very possible, especially with more games this year. So Yeah, that extra game is, is really helpful, so. Okay. All right, so um, for my second one, I'm between two. I guess I'll be able to share all of them, but this one goes also al- aligns with your playoff take of a team projected under seven wins. Um, is the Texans finishing second in the AFC South? Behind. I don't. What'd you say? <laughs> Behind who? Behind the Jags. So that. It's not the hottest take you've ever heard, but I would say most people would say the Titans and Colts are expected to finish above them. I don't know. this Again, this is similar to the Dolphins. This is just a vibe take to me. Like, the vibes around the Texans feel really good right now. D'Amico Ryans comes in. They add a lot of pieces. Their O-line is really good. They still have Damian Pierce. CJ Stroud... Played poorly in his first preseason game, but then improved in his second and third. I low-key like their weapons. And the Colts are beatable. The Titans are more vulnerable than they've been. I don't know. I And even the Jags, that's a, a game you can win. It's not like they're playing the Chiefs twice a year, where it's like, oh, it's basically a lock that you're going to lose. Except the Colts did beat them last year, so everyone's beatable. But... The Jags are a little more vulnerable than most division favorites compared to like some of the elite AFC teams. So I don't know. I don't. I think there's a world where they can. Uh, they win. I don't. Need, you know, to finish second in that division, you only got to win like eight, eight games. So yeah, that's my take. I'm not saying they're making the playoffs. They'd have to win the division to make the playoffs. I think there's no shot they're winning ten games and making a wild card. But finishing second, there's my next take. Last year, the Texans won a grand total of zero games at home. No That's way. That's a fun tidbit for you. Yep, looking at it right now. Away, they were 3-6. and six. They tied one at home. Oh, okay. They almost got a home win. Yep. But... That's absurd. I've never heard that stat. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. So that, there, wow. there you go. They got okay. a, a rebuilding to do for your hot take, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Do you have a third one, Sam? I like I like your Texans hot take because I like C.J. Stroud. Let's go. I don't think C.J. Stroud is going to be the best rookie quarterback, though. Yeah. I think Malik Cunningham is my bet. <laughs> Malik Cunningham will be the best on the New England practice squad. Yep. <laughs> I think um, not in just in fantasy, but in the NFL, um, I think Anthony Richardson will be the best rookie QB. I 
obviously the last four months he's been compared nonstop to C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, but I think he can has the potential to turn the Colts around more so than Bryce Young does with the Panthers or C.J. with the Texans. I think he'll also be more fun to watch. And, yeah, he's going to be the best rookie quarterback this year. Nice. Maybe not a hot take, but I'll, put, I'll plant my flag on it. Okay. If you're just saying for this year, let's have a think party here. And What do you think in 10 years who will be the best quarterback from this draft? Uh, I think it... In 10 years. And why is it different if it's not Anthony Richardson? Uh, I feel like Anthony Richardson plays a game similar to, like, Josh Allen or Justin Fields, which is... And given we've never seen him play an NFL game, so this is just speculation, but he's just more of a physical quarterback, which typically can cut into your longevity in an NFL career, supposedly. And that's been concerns with Josh Allen that... It's great that the Bills are letting him do what he can do physically, but it can shorten his career. Like he, Josh Allen probably won't play to 45. Yeah, but in 10 years, you don't have to consider Anthony Richardson retiring. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess He's only in, 21. In 10 years, I, I think Anthony Richardson has a, a very, very good shot, if not the best shot at being the best of those three quarterbacks. I'll take that. I, I've just been thinking recently, it's like, I mean, all of training camp, like, most teams report stuff that's good. Like, for some reason, we go into this year, and, well, not for some reason. I know why, but it seems like every team's going to be good. And it's like, we just know teams are going to be bad. Like, every team has a win total of at least six games except the Cardinals. But there's going to be probably four or five teams that lose, that only win four or five games. Like, Mm -hmm. and I just was thinking back to all these quarterback drafts we have in how many of them bust and it's like we all just assume young Stroud and Richardson are going to be good but it's like in five years all three of those guys could not be starting yeah yeah and it's just I don't know I don't I think I just don't really think about that when you've had either filler quarterbacks or two long-term answers for my whole life of being a football fan of Payne Manny, Andrew Luck, and then whatever the mess we've had the last eight years is, so or five years, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, I've been thinking this whole time. You've been talking on who my answer would be to that question would be. Uh, it's I'm honestly not even considering Bryce Young to be the best in ten years because I just I know that the NFL is changing in that. Height at quarterback does not matter as much. But I just struggle, especially how bad his O-line is right now. I struggle to see a world where he stays healthy for 10 years and is an uber-successful quarterback. More, like, I think the odds of Stroud and Richardson are probably higher of being a successful quarterback. And my answer would be C.J. Stroud. I don't know why exactly. I just love him as a quarterback. And I. it's hard for me to see him being a bad quarterback. And so he feels like the safest bet for 10 years down the road. Anthony Richardson for fantasy, he'll be a stud. And he there's a world where he 
has a Justin Fields like ascension and then or it hurts even more so. I absolutely see that because seeing how bad Florida was in their game against Utah this week, it kind of it it boosts the stock of Anthony Richardson in my opinion because they looked so bad without him. And they were comp they looked competent with him. I mean, they only won six games. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> he looked good. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, I have a, a third hot take. And, I have and Mine's not that spicy, actually. It's not really a hot take. It's more just a take. I've but, got a real spicy one, so okay. I'll say mine. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. I've already talked about, you know, and I had more hot takes during our, our playoff picks, but, like, I already talked about the Commanders, the Seahawks being the 49ers, the Falcons winning their division. All mildly spicy. Seahawks probably the spiciest of the... Eh, or the Commanders making the playoffs. <laughs> That's insane to think about. Anyways, my last one is that all NFC North teams finish with 7-9 to nine wins. Like, very similar to last year's NFC South. Mm-hmm. And because I just... I don't think that I don't think the the best team in that in the NFC North is that far away from the worst team, and yeah, the Lions. I think they have the best chance to win more than nine games. But if they get beat up with if like the, everyone's splitting within the division, and then you lose a few out of division games. Yeah, so it's not that spicy of a take. It's just a it's a feeling I have. I guess all three of my takes have been feel based. How yeah. just the vibes I'm getting. So. Um, I think, yeah, that's my last take. I think they'll all finish within seven to nine games of each other, and I really hope Week 18 matters between Packers and Bears. I feel like the the Lions and Vikings are, would be the more likely side of that to make that wrong based off of yes. winning too many games. Yes. I feel like they all have a floor of around that many wins. Yeah, I agree. Maybe not floor, but like a range of – Somewhere in there, maybe six. I could see like Bears or Packers just getting six, but yeah. I don't know. I, the Lions, I mean, they just have no one to throw to besides Amon Ra. So it's just what's you just don't know. But everyone assumes they're going to be better, and they. I mean, if they take the same jump they did from two years ago to last year, this year, then they'll easily win more than nine games. But oh yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Yeah, that's not sustainable growth. No. Uh, also, just in case everyone's wondering, Sam did hop off, so he's not just sitting there in silence the rest of this episode. He I was off. just gonna not say anything and <laughs> leave everyone blown away. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll cut that out then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Sam, what do you think? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> nice, Sam. Good take. Yeah, make everyone else think like they can't hear him. <laughs> All right, what's your uh, super spicy take? The, I, there's, I'm not financially backing this at all, but I was just thinking through this and like, what's something I see a world that can happen that is super spicy? And I think there's a very slim chance this could happen, but I think Kenny Pickett could get MVP votes. Wow. I might be, like, drinking the, the Kool-Aid a little with what's coming out of Steelers camp but and, and, like, the preseason games, 
the Steelers look like they're going to be legit this year. And I could see them winning. I could see the streak finally ending and they don't go 500, or I could see them winning that division somehow and Kenny Pickett actually playing well. Like, maybe people will... Because, I mean, people kind of forget Kenny Pickett was good in college. And he was a first-round pick. I mean, he wasn't top of the first round, but that draft position doesn't really matter after a couple years in the NFL. I mean, he's just in a second... I don't think he will win the MVP in any world, but I think he could get a vote if the Steelers, like, win 11 or 12 games. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I every like I said every or like you said every single report right now is just glowing. So and talking about vibes around a team, there isn't a team that I can think of in the NFL that has had better vibes throughout the preseason and training camp, like heading into the year. Like now, it's not even really a hot take to say the Steelers might win the division or win at least make the playoffs. Like I've seen, I'm seeing that everywhere. Kenny Pickett might, I really think, could make the leap. I tried trading for him in a league, uh, in Dynasty, and just got shut down immediately. It was like, no, I'm not, I'm not moving him. And I thought I put together a pretty spicy offer, and they didn't even think about it. I was like, what about a counter? They said no. So. Yeah, it's looking good. It's looking good. So, um, I and I did pull up the odds for MVP. Kenny Pickett's at plus five thousand right now, which is tied with Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Trey, Trey Lance. What? The? Okay, Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, and Brock Purdy ahead of Stafford, Love, McCaffrey. Um. Just behind Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, Jared Goff. So he's right in that range. Trey Lance plus five thousand. <laughs> Who's hitting that? Okay, that's crazy. Um, that'd be a hot take if anyone bet that. So uh, yeah, all right. Well, I do like the the Kenny Pickett take, um, and we can move to storylines. So, um, yeah, I kind of think that we can just do this where we say our storylines. And how I was envisioning this is we are just talking through different storylines that are intriguing to us or different things coming up um, as we enter in the season. So um, I'll give my first one. It's related to the division, the NFC North that we just talked about. And we'll talk more about this on our full Sunday preview show later this week. But the the Bears-Packers game storylines and implications, I think, is so much higher than we've seen in, I don't know. Like, the, I'm extremely nervous as a Bears fan going into this because of... the Bears can actually win. Yes, they're, like, they're, uh, on the sports books, they're like minus 105 favorites so it's basically a toss-up the both teams are entering brand new eras where it's like all right now we have justin fields and we we went and we got weapons we added pieces of defense like this is the make or break year for this regime and the packers this is the first time we haven't had Favre or rogers starting in my lifetime so it's 
a brand new era with Jordan Love. Can he be good? Can he follow in the footsteps of sitting for a while and then being good? It's scary, honestly. Like if I'm cautiously hopeful for the Bears, but at the same time, just kind of with how history's been, I'm just like, oh, here we go again. We're I'm gonna get my hopes up, and then we're gonna lose 35-20. You know, some stupid. It's not, like not even gonna be a fun game. So I don't know. I'm extremely nervous. The storylines around that are massive. As of, I mean, I'm. I, I'm going to root for the Bears just because <clears throat> my wife is a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. But the to be a neutral in that, I, I'm looking forward to the Bears-Packers game week one more than I'm looking forward to the Colts-Jags game. Yeah. And, I'm, I mean, maybe part of it's just because, like, I'm friends with you and Sam and Keegan and, yeah. like, I think it could be just a fun game to watch because of those reasons and, like, potentially watching it all together. Just, mm-hmm. like, kind of seems funny to me. Like, <laughs> it's like that seems – like, that game's going to – it doesn't mean a whole lot in the whole grand scheme of the season. Like, it shouldn't, but it will. It, it absolutely will. It's a division game week one, and who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe these two will be battling for – to make the playoffs at, or a wild card spot or something, maybe to win the division. I don't, I'd be surprised if both teams are fighting for wild card or to win the division at the end of the year. But I'm expecting at least one of them to be. I don't know which one. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm extremely nervous, and because I'm ho- I'm hopeful. That's what ma- is making me nervous. Is like. It could just yeah. be the same old, same old, same old, and here we go again. But it it could be the start of a new era where the Bears have a better team than the Packers. That is a chance that can happen this week. This weekend, I'm I'm so excited, but so nervous. So yeah, that's my first storyline. I'm sure we'll talk more about it in our next episode. But yeah, especially when Keegan's there. Yeah, yeah. It's hard right now because I can't even like I can say I want the Packers to do well, which I do, but I don't really care. Like, I, I don't even yeah. know half their players' names, so, like... Totally. Yeah. yeah. All right, what's your first storyline? I think the... I kind of was talking about it already a little bit, but I think just for the first time in a while, watching a rookie quarterback on my favorite team, mm-hmm. I think just the, the rookie quarterbacks this year, because I feel like there's some lofty expectations. I almost feel like expectations for... Rookies, either head coaches or quarterbacks, has changed in the past. Like, even like three to five years, just they people want them to win now, and they used to give them a bigger run right away. Like, Peyton Manning was terrible his first year. I think the Colts won three games. And then, I don't know, Andrew Luck made the playoffs his rookie year, so there's just total polar opposites. So I think it's just going to be interesting watching those rookies. And then all of them have new head coaches to the team. Frank Reich is the, was a head coach previously, so that's a little gray area. But I'm very interested to watch that unfold yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, no. The, I don't know. The Colts, they play, you said the Jags. So <laughs> Anthony Richardson's jumping right into it, into a big game from week one. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, I think, oh, it's at I home. think people are going to be very excited 
but I don't predict a win. I think that they were playing, like, I think the Jags are just going to be really good. I don't necessarily think it's a knock on the Colts to lose that game. Yeah. I think if they were playing, like, the Texans or the Raiders or even, like, a middle-of-the-road team, like, I think they could beat, like, a team like the Falcons yeah. or something. But, like, to play a good team, like, a presumable playoff team week one could be tough. It's kind of like a nothing-to-lose situation that's <laughs> nice. It, that's kind of nice for Anthony Richardson because, yeah, I mean, it, there, no one's expecting them to beat the Jags. I don't even know if the Colts organization is expecting them to beat the Jags in week one. Obviously, they're hopeful, but if they can go in, if if they can, Jags come to Indy and steal, and Indy steals a game, that's going to be a sick start to the era with Anthony Richardson. So, yeah, and I think also just if they win like two or three if they can somehow win a couple of these first games i think jonathan taylor's chance of staying in indy increases if they if they're three and one when he can come off of pup then i think he will try to play yeah i didn't even think about that there's a storyline like i think they'll want to be a part of that because i think if they're three and one and jonathan taylor comes back and they keep winning they will sign him to an extension. They've said that. They just don't want to do it this year, which, in my opinion, is stupid. But if he stays, that's... Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Okay, yeah. Um, my second one is what is going to happen with the 49ers quarterback situation. I think most likely scenario is obviously Brock Purdy is a decent quarterback. They win the division, win a lot of games. He's perfect for Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, and that's almost being – that's being assumed, I feel like, by most people. But, you know, with my take on the Seahawks winning the, the, their division, I think there's more likely chance than people are giving it a possibility that he maybe regresses or just – isn't as good as last year coming off an elbow injury, which isn't easy to do. And, you know, his what some weapons get hurt. But also there's a piece of the, the, the quarterback situation where I see a world where Sam Donald comes in and is really, really good with, with Kyle Shanahan. Because I, I don't know, I've, I'm someone that's just always believed in him and always thought he was actually good. I've talked about that before in past podcasts ever since that Rose Bowl game against Penn State. But I'm just intrigued to see what happens. And also he's going to be I, – I do want to mention Purdy will be a second-year quarterback, so he could improve. That That is very likely as well. Most players improve in their second year, and so I probably am not giving enough weight to it, the fact that he could get better, which is really scary with that with the team that they have. So, yeah, that's just the whole storyline because there's so much drama. They finally got rid of Trey Lance, so that takes away a lot of the storylines in that aspect. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the another storyline I'm really excited about this year. Yeah, that's – I feel like they want it – either one of two things. Either Trey Lance is actually that bad or Brock Purdy, they trust Brock Purdy. Because, I mean, they're watching him practice every day and doing training camp and stuff. Or they really trust Sam Darnold, too, I guess. Yeah. But, like, 
I don't think they would have traded him if they thought there's a world where they don't want Brock or Sam Darnold playing. But I agree with you. I think Sam Darnold could easily finish this year if things turn south for Purdy. But also, I'm not saying Brock Purdy is going to have the career of Tom Brady. But Tom Brady wasn't like the stone cold killer that he was his first couple of years. Yeah, that's right. Like, he just had good teams that, I mean, they won Super Bowls, and then he just had so much confidence and then just became the best football player ever. So it's just, it, you don't have to be, like, it's okay, I think, a little bit for Brock Purdy's career arc if he's being carried by the weapons and the defense a little bit right now. I don't think he'll ever be in the conversation of the best ever, but it's his second year, so you don't know. After year one, going never losing a game, anything's possible, I guess. As much as I, I don't know why I don't like the 49ers in general. I just have never liked them. I don't know why that is, but yeah. All right, what's your uh, second storyline? Yeah, I, I, I. This one's a little weird-ish to talk about, but I was thinking through today. <clears throat> Because there's going to be some storyline of some big injury to some key player. And I was trying to think, odds are that player is going to be a quarterback that goes down. Like last year, Lamar got hurt. Or we thought when Jimmy G got hurt, that screwed the 49ers' chances. So I was trying to think, what team would be, what teams would be most affected by their quarterback going down? Like the only chance they have is with that guy. And then what teams would be least affected, but... And I wrote in parentheses, not the 49ers, because one, we already talked about them, and two, they've already shown that they can win without the starting quarterback. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know if you have answers to that. Obviously, my first one is if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, I don't think the Chiefs will be good. But then I thought, like, Andy Reid's really good. They've had backups playing playoff games and still won them. They, They didn't play the whole playoff games, but... So they might be better than you'd think if Mahomes gets hurt, but that's who I thought. Uh, yeah, Chiefs were the first one that came to my mind. Obviously, they're just the best team. Uh, or They have the best quarterback in the league, and they're honestly, outside of Kelsey, they're very, they're, their whole weapon room is pretty skeptical. Like it, and, and I think that's boosted up a lot by Mahomes. Their backup's Blaine Gabbert, and I saw they were interested in Carson Wentz potentially. I agree with you. I think Andy Reid could help them out a lot, or like help out a like a Blaine Gabbert, and they could still be a decent team. But obviously, when you have the best player in the league, you're going to be hurt the most if he were to go down. I'm trying to think of other teams. Um, as much as I think... So to answer the other side of your question, as much as I think Lamar um, gives the Ravens such a high ceiling, we saw last year they're still able to be a good team with their backup quarterbacks. Snoop Huntley's back, and uh, who's their third? Uh, Josh Johnson played really well and actually was competing with Huntley, and there's thoughts that he might walk in and be the QB two. So that would be my answer to the other side of if a star quarterback got hurt, obviously, you know, a team like the Bucks, if Baker gets yeah, hurt, yeah, yeah. that doesn't count. But I'm thinking, yeah, star quarterbacks, think, the Ravens I think my answer. the Eagles. I think the Eagles, if Jalen gets hurt, obviously their ceiling is way lower. Right. But Mariota, in that system, 
might not be as bad as Mariota on the Falcons. Hmm. And their offensive line is so good. Yeah. Their weapons are so good, and their defense is so good. True. There's, they could still be a playoff team if Mariota only plays. I mean, if if Hurts like gets hurt week twelve or week ten, like if like I don't know if they can make the playoffs with Mariota starting all seventeen games, but mm-hmm. I mean, they last time they won the Super Bowl. They had an MVP caliber quarterback mm. at the time get hurt like at the end of the year, and then their backup won them the Super Bowl. So it's a very different team, but they've done it. Yeah, I like that. That's sneaky. Yeah, okay. I don't want Jalen Hurts to get hurt, obviously. Of course, I want. I don't want a single starting quarterback to get hurt, no matter how much I dislike anyone or anything. It's just not fun to see. Not good for the league. Obviously, never wish for an injury. What if the Bears Bears need to get into the playoffs and Jordan Love's actually super good and you could injure him for one day? Like just a calf cramp. He can't run, but he's going to be fine. I'd do it. Yeah. I, that You can't say no to that. Pretty, pretty comfortably. There's no repercussions to that, so. Yeah. I would do it. Okay, sweet. Um, my third storyline is one that I hate bringing up again because it's been talked about too much, but it's a huge question mark is what are the Browns going to look like? How is Deshaun Watson going to look? Like, the Browns roster, if they had a locked-in stud quarterback, there would be talks of them winning the AFC North. As good as that division is, if Deshaun is a superstar or at least close to that again, the rest of the roster is so good. They have a great defense. He has good weapons. If he, if he brings it back to close to his level, that could be a really good team and shake up a lot of things in a division where the three other teams are being talked about a lot more about how any of those three. The Bengals obviously favored. You picked the Ravens to win the division, and I think a decent amount of people are. And everyone's talking about the Steelers now. Um, I saw the stat today. No team has won the AFC North three years in a row. The Bengals have done it twice in a row. So if that's if crazy. If we're talking history, one of the other three three teams is winning the division. You know, I think this is a team that can break that trend easily. But so I just think that the Browns are a huge question mark. They're because if Deshaun plays anywhere close to last year's level, they could win five games, six games because of how good of a division they're in. And that would make that trade the worst trade of all time by a mile because of all the implications of it. He gets accused and they trade for him and give him $230 million guaranteed right away. And he ends up not being good. And they've built a good roster around him. That's a storyline I'm very intrigued to see. I don't know who they play week one. Um, um, it's the oh they play the Bengals okay, okay. So, yeah yeah that's right that's right starts hot starts hot big game right away and Joe Burrow's still technically day to day so yeah he, I think he's he put something on Instagram that said he's back so okay good good that's good so yeah that's my third and final storyline that there's so many storylines you could think of probably five for every single team that are yeah worth talking about but those are the three that were top of my mind. The 
the only I have two other ones. They're both pretty fast. So the first one I thought of was just thinking through the the first overall pick. Obviously, Sam brought that up earlier in the episode, but like with the Cardinals, but like also the wrinkle of the fact that the Bears have the Panthers pick and the Cardinals have the Texans pick. Mm. Like I know you said a hot take of the Texans finishing second, but I think there's a real world where the Cardinals have like the first and third pick. Absolutely, totally. If, if history tells us anything, it's that the Texans, ever since that, that they, they're just garbage. So, yeah. so I, I agree. It, it, that is an intriguing wrinkle in it all. I mean, there's two what assume to be elite quarterbacks. I mean, elite prospects. I won't say elite quarterbacks. Elite prospects coming out next year that people are going to want more than the guys this year and people yeah. traded up slash tanked for people this year yep just at the end of the year you see all these lines for team wins and stuff by the end of the year some of these teams are going to be trying to lose games yeah i mean the front office the players never tank but right the front office says we'll definitely want to lose like with all the like jonathan taylor stuff like i legitimately see a world where jim Mercer is I mean, he's he's losing it a little bit as a Colts fan. I'm still <laughs> I'm still pro Jim Mersey, and he was trying to save Lolita, our queen. So, I'm rest in peace, rest easy, Lolita. And but I definitely see a world where he's telling Chris Ballard, he's like, "Hey, Chris, you know, uh, maybe had one too many drinks," and he says, "You know that Marvin Harrison guy? Uh-huh. His dad used to play for the Colts." He's going to be a cult, right? And so then Chris Ballard's there. Like, I just tried to assemble a team that can win, and now I have to try to get the third overall pick. And so he's like, well, I can't pay. Let me get Jonathan Taylor pissed off at me and force Shane Steichen to start a rookie quarterback, which I think starting Anthony Richardson is good regardless of yeah. growth and stuff. But <clears throat> players are going to want Marvin Harrison Jr. They're going to want Caleb Williams. They're going to want Drake May. So it's going to be – the end of the year will be interesting in terms of tanking more so than other years, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is – I mean, just quarterbacks in general, based on – we've only seen one – We've maybe a few teams have played two weeks so far in college football. But this quarterback class is going to be insane. There's already – there's the two elite prospects that we've been talking about all year already. But then you throw in guys like Michael Penix at Washington – Yep. Shadur Sanders after one week, he looks legit. Yep. And then there's guys all over the country. Spencer Rattler might be redeeming his stock. You know, there's so JJ many guys. McCarthy. Yeah, they got who's the four state guys that he said? Uh, I said Joe Mellon, who's a Tennessee guy, yeah, yeah. and then JJ McCarthy, who's the yeah, Michigan, Michigan guy. Yeah. But I think it's Travis something. Not Travis Hunter. No, Travis. His first name is Travis. Yeah. Though, I think. Oh, yeah, it's his last name is Travis. It is, yeah. Is it Jordan Travis? Is that right? Yeah, Jordan Travis. Okay, yeah. So, that, and there's more names that we didn't even mention that. Bo Nix. NF, Bo Nix, NF, that are NFL DJ. Uh, DJ Ungolulea. Yes, thank you. At Oregon State, formerly of Clemson. There's just so many guys that are NFL caliber prospects. You know, we've only seen one to two weeks. But, yeah. I mean, Put good tape out the years before, though. Too. Right, right, exactly. So, there's a lot that can happen. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. That, it's interesting though that 
you can take it all at the grain of salt. I think Caleb Williams is going to go in the first five picks no matter how bad he plays yes. or if he gets hurt. But, like, t- two years ago, Spencer Rattler was supposed to be the number one pick, and he's still in college. Yep. Sam Howell was supposed to be the number one pick, and he went in the fifth round. So, yep. like, you can play bad in your senior year or junior year of college, and then you fall in the dra- draft and maybe go undrafted. Stuff can happen. So not all of those guys are going to hit, but that's, like, ten guys that wouldn't have yep. to hit. Yep, totally. Yeah, that's I like that story a lot. There's <laughs> there there I there already is signs of tanking in Arizona. I mean, yeah. they would never say that, but you know, when you're trading away all your good players, the you're projected there. three wins, which isn't that like never happened before? That's gonna be the lowest ever. Yeah. So the other storyline I have mm-hmm. is not totally football related, but I'm interested to see how people react to either fantasy or social media or fo- regular football with social media now that most people will be watching football on stream. Mm. Because this is the first year that Sunday Ticket and Red Zone is on stream. So it will be a bit delayed, like Thursday Night Football was delayed last year. Mm. And if those fantasy apps are too quick, people are going to throw – people are going to be mad about that. I hate getting a touchdown spoiled. I didn't think about that. <laughs> But you're so right. It's not from cable anymore. We're getting yeah. it on YouTube TV, which is a stream. Yeah, wow. Better have it's good like Wi-Fi. Or, like, people are watching at different times. Your buddies are texting about the game, and yeah. you're just five, three minutes behind. I mean, three minutes would not happen. But, like, ten seconds is enough for a full play to happen. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of have the, you know, I've gotten used to that, getting so many sleeper notifications, ESPN notifications, whatever. Um, and how quick they've gotten. Yeah. If I'm watching like a Bears game, I I have a certain setting on my phone um, that it's a certain type of do not disturb where I still get everything except for notifications from those apps. So um, I trust that texting, you know, usually it's just like, oh my gosh, or something like that. And yeah. you can just be like, oh, something's about to happen. Yeah, but, yeah. What the notification says, Justin Fields just uh, ran for a fifty-yard touchdown, and then it happens twenty seconds later. It's disappointing for sure. And you're so. like reading it as the play starts, so you don't even see the whole play. Exactly. I, I remember sitting at a Colts game last year, thinking to myself that I was relieved. It's like this is as live as it gets. Yes, yes. Nothing will get spoiled for me. A hundred percent. And I've <laughs> admittedly been at a game, and been like, oh, I hope nothing's spoiled. And then it's like, oh wait. I mean, yeah, like I get a I'm text so before I play, and I'm like, wait, are they going to score here? <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid when you think about it. That's what I'm used to when I'm watching the game. So that I like that storyline. Yeah, that's intriguing. I didn't think about how YouTube TV, yeah, that's obviously streamed. So I just got Sunday ticket. We got new phones with Verizon, and the deal is you get free Sunday ticket. And so we got that in Red Zone. I'm yeah, stoked. And, I'm on that free TV project, so I just yeah, got that. Yeah, well, box, and you so. live in Indianapolis with the Colts, so it makes sense. If I lived in Chicago and I got all the Bears games, I probably wouldn't get Sunday ticket. But yeah, yeah, or unless it was free. Okay, yeah, if it was free, sure, fine. I'll watch every game in red zone. So yeah, yeah. Did all right, any... I got. Before we go, I yeah. got. I want to do a one to ten minute college football. Let's go. We are the full course college football, not the full course college football podcast. We're the full course football podcast, which yep. means we can talk about college football. Mm-hmm. So I have, the, I have the new top 25 rankings out, and I'm just going to 
quickly go through some names, and I'm just going to say what we thought about them. Okay. So Georgia, Michigan, Alabama all played cheese teams. I feel like we don't need to talk about them. They all blew the teams out. They were supposed to win. Pretty yep. boring. Next, FSU. I don't know. We didn't watch – I didn't watch a ton of that game, but they – Outscored LSU. Like, LSU didn't score in the second half. They look legit. They look so good. <laughs> they're fourth now, it looks like. They yeah. were eighth, and now they're fourth. I mean, deservedly, they were the only team to beat someone like that. Like, yeah. ranked teams playing. They look really good in the ACC. With Clemson maybe not looking as good, mm-hmm. they might easily win the ACC, which if they can get out there with one loss, they're probably in the college football playoff. Yeah. Yeah, they got three first place votes. For, yeah, that's yeah. I they they looked good. I only watched a little bit of the game and some highlights, but they look legit. Their quarterback looks good. Who we yeah. know his name now because yeah, we had to look it up five minutes ago. <laughs> um, Ohio State, Indiana. I thought it was fine. I mean, they only lost. They, their score differential was only seven points worse than Michigan's. Yeah, but everything I've seen online is Ohio State fans are scared of their offense. Yeah, the they didn't play that well. Marvin Harrison, eighteen yards. Yeah, and their quarterback, their quarterback. I don't even know his name. Didn't even throw for that many yards. McCord, something. Yeah, McCord. McCord that's what it is. I don't know. even know his name. It's a little USC, scary. USC's six. They just can't tackle. Their defense is so bad. So bad. So bad. Their their offense is so good. Lincoln Riley, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a Lincoln Riley team through and through. They're going to lose to some Pac-12 team, Colorado, Oregon. It's just if they're going to lose twice or not. If they yep. lose once, they'll be in the playoff. But they'll get smacked by Georgia or a team that mm-hmm. can tackle, I feel like. Yeah, no matter how good their offense is. It's tough to beat good teams if you can't get a stop. So, and they're yeah. giving up some points to bad teams. That's the thing; they haven't yeah. played anyone yet either. So, yeah. And then uh, Penn State and Washington. I feel like those teams they played like comparable teams, kind of blew them out. And the, I mean, they look good. They yeah. both those teams play teams that are legit teams. They're not ranked or anything, but they. Kind of blew him out, and it was pretty easy. Michael Penix looks good. The Penn State quarterback, he's a, he was the five-star recruit from 2022. He looked good. Yeah. Um, I only watched some of the game, but he he had his first touchdown. I think it was first drive, maybe second drive, was like a Mahomes-esque man scramble around the pocket off one leg in the air throw like 30 yards down the field into it yeah into a tough spot that was scary they look good they i mean i'm not gonna is interesting this year i could see them in the big 10 championship for sure yeah i'm gonna go off the list here a little bit so we're bringing wisconsin and iowa into this those are the five big 10 teams obviously michigan ohio state would be the other two Mm -hmm. that feel like they could win the Big Ten. Wisconsin, sorry, Keegan, did not look great. <laughs> they, I've, they, the air raid offense was not hitting like they thought it would. Once they actually started running the ball, they started doing fine. But I think, yeah, they played Buffalo, and, like, it wasn't a blowout till the fourth quarter, and then no. they only won by, like, 15. 
Iowa looked fine, but they still only scored 24 points. They scored two touchdowns on their opening two drives and then scored 10 points the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I think Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State could easily – they're not all going to make the Big Ten playoff. That's not what I mean. But they could all be the representative from the Big Ten. Yeah. It's tough because they're all in the same Big Ten division. Yeah. The West division is kind of garbage. I mean, Wisconsin's probably still favored in that in – they have to worry about Iowa, and that's... Iowa. It's. I think Iowa might actually be favored, but it's it's got to be real close. Yeah, that's kind of sucks that the three best teams that all are very that all very much so could be in the college football playoff. Only yeah. one of them is even going to be in the Big Ten championship. Kind of. Yeah, but yeah. And then next would be Notre Dame. Only thing I know about them is Sam Hartman. Their quarterback looks real good. Yeah, he does. Texas, they they play Alabama this week, so they're going to learn a lot. Yep. We'll update you next week on Texas. There's yep. no point to get into Ewers it. Looked, Ewers looked good. He's he was, yeah. three touchdowns in the third quarter. So, but This week is – that's – if I will not be watching the game because I will not have service, but that is probably <laughs> the marquee matchup of this weekend. It's got to be – Totally, yep. Utah. Utah looks so good. They I don't know more than bad, but Utah looks so good without Cam rising, too. If they get him back, Utah, Utah. Someone in the Pac-12, unless – the problem is they might just all beat themselves up so much that none of them make it, yeah. but the Pac-12 looks legit. Yeah, it's kind of annoying that they're all disassembling now. This is about – I mean – They've had national championship contenders for a while, but they have so many good teams this yep. year, especially if Colorado's good, and we'll talk about them in a second. But, like, they have legit teams all throughout the Pac-12. It's kind of sad that they're just... Let's just do it now. Let's talk Colorado now. Yeah, okay. So, I watched... That's the only game I watched in full this year, this uh, weekend. I watched a lot of games partially, and that was the game I watched the whole thing of. And I wasn't planning to just watch the first couple drives, and then I was hooked because basically both uh, either team scored or there's a turnover every single drive. I uh, I think I think they're Colorado's legit. I I'm not saying they're a contender to make the playoff, but I am. I don't want Dion keeping receipts on the full course podcast. Let's go, baby. I <laughs> but not actually. They're not going to make it. Okay, Shadur looks so good. I mean, TCU. Granted, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Obviously, they made it to the final, um, to the championship. But they're still a, a team that made it to the championship last year. No matter how many players you lose, you have that identity and you have good players on your roster. You have a good coach who's gotten you there. And Colorado, every time that TCU would do something, be like, no way they actually end up matching that. And they matched it every single time. Travis Hunter is... So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it's sustainable for him though to be playing over 100 snaps a game at such a high level? No, I mean, it. I don't. He's so such a freak athlete that maybe in college it seems more likely than the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the snaps would probably come off of offenses where they would take him out. Yeah. Probably rest him a little bit just because. They had four wide receivers with over 100 yards, so I feel yeah. like they have some help there. They play Nebraska this week, which 
won't be a walk in the park. Like, I don't think Colorado's going to have any walk in the parks because they'd still only won one game last year. It's yes. not like they can. Yeah. It's not like they're Michigan or Ohio State or Alabama yeah. where they can play, like, West Virginia, and it's like, okay, they're going to win that game. It's like every team Colorado plays, they're going to have to bring everything, so we'll yeah. see. So he might have to is what I'm saying every right. week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in. I, I, they're just so fun. They're so fun to watch. They yeah. are. Yeah, they're so you know, fun. A lot of people don't like Dion and don't like – they think he's arrogant and all that. I think it's dumb to hate him. Like, people doubted him. People said there's no way he's going to be able to do what he's doing already. People said, oh, they were at um, an FCS school, whatever. It's not going to be able to – you guys won't be able to compete in the individual – you know, in a Power 5 conference. conference. Yeah. And they did. They beat TCU. And And so many more kids are going to want to go there because Mm – they're gonna one. Why wouldn't you want to play for Dion? And then two, he's gonna let them. Like, there's gonna be people who want to be two-way players like that, and yeah. he's gonna let them do it. Yep. And no other college probably will. Yeah. And maybe they will adopt it because they're gonna have to. But like, he. I mean, Dion got Travis Hunter to go to Jackson State, and he was the number one recruit in the country. I'm not. That's yep. not a knock on Jackson State or anything, but just yeah. like. That has never happened before. Pull. Yeah, he has that much pull to he can get elite recruits to Colorado and so I I am excited to see what happens the rest of the year. The funny thing is they could still go like one and nine, maybe that'd be kind of yeah. <laughs> they, they absolutely could. People are already hyping up the game against USC in week four, I think it is, and Yeah. They might have lost their next two games before that. You never know. So yeah. yeah. The only other thing I was gonna say is like, you know, the people hate him keeping receipts on the media and stuff. I'm like, hey, the media criticizes him a lot. Why can't he uh, reciprocate? Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Dion and everything that comes with that. I think it's just so fun to follow and watch, especially when they're doing well. And that's all we've seen so far. Colorado's them too well. So it's yeah, been one, it's been one week, but I mean, the only other teams. I admitted some teams, so hopefully their fan bases aren't listening. But uh, LSU and Clemson both just don't look good. Clemson looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Their offense is terrible. They I watched most of the second half. Well, not most. I watched a portion of the second half. They got to the one-yard line multiple times and didn't score. So their offense is better than the scoreline shows, but they still – like the fundamentals of handing the ball off are – and fumbling it at the goal line twice. Like that, Dabo, yeah. figure it out. They could still make the playoff if they run the table. They have one loss. They beat Florida State. They could still make the playoff, but they look mm-hmm. real. They look in danger already. Yeah. And then LSU, <clears throat> I mean, they already have a loss, and no two, two lost teams has ever made the playoff, and they're in the SEC. So I don't – their year might be over before it started, too. Yep, I think it is. It To be fair, Florida State could end up going undefeated and – being a lock for the playoff, and if that's LSU's only loss, then they can get in probably. Yeah, but to, for but that, that means they beat Alabama. Off. That means they beat Tennessee. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Did they play Tennessee this year? Uh, no, that was last year, so probably not. Yeah, they, Alabama, Texas A&M are the only two other ranked teams. They Mississippi State mm-hmm. are the only other ranked teams they technically play the rest of the year. All right. So maybe 
But that but still got to beat Alabama. At Alabama. Yeah. So they they beat Alabama last year. So I'm that's true. Not gonna say no. But the last play of the game at home. It was though. so sick. I that was electric. Yeah. I love college football. So well, that's talking college football. So let's do it. All right. So uh, yeah, that was a fun segment. The, yeah, we are once a week. We got five ten minutes NFL. of college football. Yeah, it's not the full course NFL football podcast. Yeah, is that our main focus in what we made the show around? Absolutely, but we're the full course. We're gonna we're, we're gonna sprinkle some college football in. Maybe we'll even sprinkle yeah. it in high school. I don't know. So, yeah, maybe we should we should maybe get into the Indiana high school <laughs> podcasting business. Deal. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's a robust market. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you all for listening to our uh, final episode before we're doing a week one preview of every game. I can't believe we have football. For you listeners, it'll be tomorrow. For us, it's in two days. It is so crazy. Unless you're listening on Thursday, then it might be we have football today. So, I yeah, I can't believe it's here. That's so crazy. Yeah. I'm so excited. We have, we have no idea what the show will look like on that comes out on Friday, but there will be one. There will be an episode where we are previewing week one. It's going to be a banger. So. Every game will get mentioned. I can guarantee you that. Just not some for very long. Yeah. Respectfully, of course, always. But and Cardinals aren't getting mentioned a lot on Friday, I imagine. No. Bears-Packers probably will get mentioned a decent amount. That might be 10, 20 minutes of the podcast. I'll, honestly, I'll try not to. When we talked about Bears-Packers in our division preview, that was our that's our longest episode by like 40 minutes. So I but already gave my rant. the things we know. That's true. That's true. You, you can keep like off-season storylines out of it just like focus on the game right right it could still go long yeah it's gonna be hard for three people who are incredibly emotionally invested in that game to just hold back and only talk a little so we'll see we will talk about every game again thank you all for listening we are growing in numbers let's go let's go to the moon Why, why stop there Let's go to the Super Bowl. Let's go to the Super Bowl that's beyond the moon. Yep. Have a good have a good one everybody. Peace.